Good morning. Welcome to Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today, Meg, Kayla, and I are going to be discussing the reopening of America and what we're experiencing as we go out there and participate. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, ladies? Doing great. Okay, so who would like to share first today? Um, I guess I'll go, um, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, so we experienced my daughter graduated elementary school this past week. So that was a big event for her, sort of. <laughs> it should have been. But um, because of the, sta the social distancing um, standards and everything, we all have to kind of obey by at this point. The school did what they called a reverse um, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> graduation ceremony? It was a parade. It was a reverse oh, parade. Reverse. Sorry. So what happened was all the teachers stood outside along the um, outside sidewalk of the school about six feet away from each other and they all had masks on and all the families just rolled their windows down and we waved and said goodbye for the year um, to all the teachers that way which was really cute. I videotaped it all. And then um, after that, they did like a special drive through one just for the sixth graders and they gave them diplomas and um, both the kids got awards and stuff. So it was really cute. Um, my, both the kiddos got a award for great artist. And then um, my daughter's was hilarious. Uh, hers is most likely to win the lottery but lose the ticket, which is so her. She always loses everything. So I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is That's really cute. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. My mom made a banner that said congratulations and it had the school logo on it and everything. And we hung it up in the living room just to celebrate a little bit. Oh, that sounds adorable. Yeah. So. Um. I went, finally made it to the salon last week. Um, I actually wound up being a two day thing. I was there on Thursday for several hours getting a petty and a mani. Um, and I got some of my waxing done on Thursday, but then I wound up having to go back on Friday for my Brazilian. And so I was really nervous, you know, cause A, it's a Brazilian, it's like the worst, like the most oh. painful part. Yeah. <laughs> So I got like smoked a lot of weed before I went, but still I was really stressed out. And Melanie, my my new waxing lady, she was like, she could tell I was stressed out, but she was so good at her job. She like got me talking, right? And before I knew it, she's like, okay, you're done. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> it was wow. crazy, right? And so, so, and I was talking to her while she was waxing me. And I said to her, I said, what are the three most amazing things that have ever happened to you and she just popped up with three really funny and interesting stories right off the top of her head right wow and so I asked her I said hey can I interview you and she's like totally and so she's gonna be coming in for an interview one of these days but something else was I asked her about how she does her job and she's describing it to me and I said to her I said that sounds like something blind people could do and she said oh definitely she said oh, blind people could easily do this do this waxing and so I asked her I said well would you feel comfortable discussing how you do your job then when I interview you about 
about this other stuff and she said of course so yeah when I get her in for her interview we're going to talk about that as well because I think it's fascinating it's an, being an esthetician you know so yeah that I is really interesting um because yeah I mean it is something that a blind person could do and it's something that um you know, some sighted people would be like, oh no, I don't know if I'd, I'd allow that, but, or, you know, let that happen. But really, I mean, it's all about in the comfort. I mean, cause obviously, you know, they're going to have to feel a little bit more and, you know, like, you know, with the tools that they have, but people need to. Yeah. You know, like, maybe, maybe you wouldn't want to have a blind person give you a Brazilian, but they could wax your armpits or your face or your legs. Yeah. You know, other parts of the body that aren't so private. Right. People could easily be as you know waxing and doing other parts of skincare because there's like peels and there's actually lots of things that estheticians do as far as skincare you know that yeah. blind people could easily be able to administer to clients so I thought it would be a good idea to just you know um uh ch you know investigate that idea with her while I'm interviewing her so I was going to do that as well and she's such a fascinating young lady you know um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. But yeah, I had such a great experience. And so like I used to go to two different shops. I'd go to one place to get my waxing and my petty, my mani, and I'd go to a different salon to get my hair done. But the salon I found now, I was able to get my hair done and my waxing and my petty and my mani done all at the same shop. But it's with three or four different uh three or four different stylists because they're all private contractors, but they're all working in the same building. So it's just, I, I think I'm going to like it better, you know, than having I love it. It's all in one too. Like, especially like at a doctor's office when you go um, and you have to, you know, do different things. I just love it when it's all right in the same place. I do it. like that. Like now um, my doctor's office has a phlebotomist so they can just take your blood right there. You don't have to go to the clinic and get it done and all that. Mm -hmm. It's way more convenient. And when I was doing that, when I was doing massage therapy back in the day, I worked at a place that um, we did. They had massage. They did everything. Haircuts, manis, pedis. Um, there was even a physical therapist that worked there. So it was really cool. Yeah, that's the cool thing I'm learning about these salons. There's so many options. And just like how the salons have so many options, if you choose to go into the field of just working with people's bodies and working with them in a holistic manner, um, there's so many options. You know, there's some great schools in the Phoenix area here where you can get training to do a lot of these things, you know. And like I said, so many of them are things we can do as blind people. Right. Um, I think that that's really cool that we think outside of the box because I know that sometimes we get stuck in, you know, getting into voc rehab and, you know, picking a job. I mean, obviously, you know, we have to be realistic, um, but you can be realistic and think outside the box as well. It doesn't have to be, you know, just one thing that we do. And I think that's really cool, you know, to start thinking about or, you know, to think about different ways that we could get out in the community and and, and work um, and make it exciting to think about it and not so scary. So I'm really glad you brought voc rehab up because I had a conversation with my voc rehab counselor about two months ago, he called me up and he was very confrontational with me at first. And he goes, hey, you got all this training at the taxpayer's expense. What are you doing with it? You know? 
And at first I was really put off because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, hey, this guy has not been giving me any support since I got done with Savvy and he has not been following what I've been doing. So I said, well, I said, actually, since I got done with Savvy, I've been blah, 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 blah. And I just told him all the stuff I've been doing. And it ended with, and I just hit a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel before the end of the year. And before this quarantine hit, we were going monetizing. He's like, whoa, wait a minute, what? And he's like, He's like, how, how do you spell that? Because he's asking me about my YouTube channel. And he's like, really? I sound like he was taking notes, right? Oh, that's cool. And, and I, told him, I told him, I said, you know, Joe, I said, there's a lot of blind people out there who have their own YouTube channels and they're making a living at it. I said, there's a lot of things blind people can do that you guys at Voc Rehab aren't thinking about, you know? And I really think they need to start thinking outside of the box more at Voc Rehab. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think like what you just said just now, like, you know, when you, you know, told him like basically that you had, you know, an idea and you were telling him, you know, you were justifying it. I think that's part of it too, is that, you know, and even sometimes I get in this rut and I have to think about it, you know, and I have to be patient, but you know, sometimes you just you want so much from people and they just or different things but they know what they're wanting and and they're doing it at their own time and their own pace and and you have ideas and sometimes people just need to ask like you know what are you doing and you know instead of getting so confrontational you know think about how we're talking to each other and um that kind of thing but that's one thing i've noticed about some of these people so people used to come at me like that and i would back down and i'd feel like a horrible person because I'd be like they're right I'm not accomplishing anything but I feel really good that now when people are coming at me they're like hey what have you done to justify your existence I'm like this is what I've done and this is what I've done and this is what I've done and they're like oh okay I see you know what I mean but I'm realizing that most people if not all people have actually done a lot of amazing things they just don't realize it you know what I mean because so many people have convinced them that they're they haven't done anything amazing or I that also feel, anything amazing. I also feel like people sometimes don't see what good things they do for themselves mm -hmm. um and I don't know if it's because they're told not to brag when they were little and stuff like that but I've noticed that in people and I'm like, oh, that was a really good idea. And are you did a good job. And they're like, oh no, not really. You know, they just don't feel that way about themselves. Um, a really cool thing that they just started with their crafters corner is we have success Saturdays. So mm -hmm. on Saturdays, an email set out, sent out and they have, um, and you just you reply with something that you succeeded with this week and whether or not it's craft related doesn't matter but then we all congratulate each other or you know and it was really cool we also do like want to know wednesdays where we do a random question every week and everyone answers it just to kind of you know get to know each other and stuff like that and keep the conversations going but i really liked that i thought it was a lot of fun seeing this week all the accomplishments everyone had and it gives you a platform too, if you, you know, to look back on your week and be like, oh, I did do this, it, you know, um, whether it's small or big, it's still an accomplishment. That is super cool. Um, I know, you know, there, I, I mean, I've had that too, and it's kind of good to hear from other people. Like there are times in my life that I felt like, you know, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And I think 
that's like a normal thing for people. I don't think we're all supposed to feel like, you know, good or like we're at a, in a purpose all the time. So that, that's something good to know that I'm not the only one that felt that way. Um, and I think that sometimes it's just like lack of confidence because sometimes, you know, when, when you're getting a compliment and it's just so surprising. Um, but really, I mean, you, you have to stop think because you're so busy. You have to stop and think, you know, I have done all these things. I've done this. I've done that. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of justification to people, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they've got their own stuff going on too. And then they look at you and it's like, Oh, you know, like, what are you, you know, what are you doing? You know, and, and, and it's like, well, I'm doing this and um, I feel good about myself because of this. So. You know, I'm, I'm realizing that I think all people have things about them that they feel have caused them to not perform at the same level everybody else does. Like some, for some people, it's something obvious like us, it's our blindness. But for other people, people who don't have something obvious like their blindness, it's a lot of times it's just something that they've been convinced of throughout their life. You know, I know my boyfriend is African-American and we've been having a lot of conversations and he keeps telling me how much he loves me and how much he appreciates that I love him and accept him for who he is. But to me, that's not the point. You know what I mean? Why should he feel like like I'm doing him a, a, a favor by loving him and accepting him. You know what I mean? We should all love and expe- accept each other no matter what our conditions are or our situations. And it really irritates me. See, like I used to feel like I had to apologize for being blind and like I had to try to um, do better because I was blind. Like I was lacking something that I had to do more. And I realized that a lot of my African African American friends have felt the same way. Like, like they have to perform better in life because they're African American. Like their 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 performance is never good enough for anybody. That's the way they have always been led to believe. And I was always led to believe the same thing. Like my performance was never good enough because I was blind. And I could never could never compete with anybody, you know, any of my sighted peers. And I had to learn how to view my situation from a different perspective so that that I was no longer um, holding myself back because I realized that um, measuring myself up to that standard, I was actually holding myself back. When I started um, measuring my performance to my standard, it was actually a higher standard than everybody else, you know what I mean? And the fact that they were putting this, this, um, this restriction on me, they were saying, because you're blind, you can only perform at this level. And they had, you know, most of society had their level that they had chosen for me to be allowed to perform at because I was blind. And I've realized a lot of my African-American friends have had the same restrictions put on them because of their race. Do you know what I mean? And so the race or lots of different reasons are put in little boxes, you know? Yeah. I feel very grateful though, because, um, I was never treated like I was blind by Mm -hmm. my family and friends. So, um, I feel like in some aspects, yes, I was a little more protected. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if people are like, oh, she's a sweet, innocent, little blind girl. Let's protect her, kind of. But as for expectations, my goal in life was to exceed other people's expectations of me. 
that was just, I wasn't ever told I couldn't do something because I was blind, except drive, which is probably safe for, for all of us. But Thank that's you. not to say I've never driven a car. Mm-hmm. You know, I've driven cars. Um, in empty parking lots on dirt roads, <laughs> you know, and you know, so um, I was given every opportunity. My parents never told me I couldn't do something because I was blind. I feel like um, I feel sometimes that my my sister that's right above me was given more um, more support in different ways than I was. And I asked my mom once, I'm like, how come you did all this for her, but not for me? And she's like, because you could do it. And that was it. It was, I gave off the impression, I got this. So I didn't get the benefit of not being able to do it on my own. I just did it. And I didn't complain because I felt like, what is the good of me complaining? What good is that going to do? It's not going to change it. I'm already doing it. Let's just keep going. That's an interesting concept. Uh, that is fascinating. I wonder if, because I felt the same way. I felt like my parents didn't give me the support they gave my other sisters. And I used to think it was because I was the oldest. So they figured I had it all figured out. But then I went blind at the age of 12. And I actually needed a lot of help that they just refused to give me. But looking back, I wonder if they thought I had it all figured out or I would figure it all out. Maybe they believed in me enough, you know, maybe that's what the case was. And also you went went blind at the age of 12. My Mm -hmm. mom knew I, there was something wrong with my vision when I was 10 months old. Yeah. So mine was, I was never, that's me always, you know, Mm -hmm. and the way she found out I couldn't see is I was walking by 10 months old, eight months old. She Mm -hmm. rearranged the house when I was 10 months old and I started walking into everything. Because I had memorized where everything was. And that's how she found out I couldn't see very well. And it wasn't until I I was over two by the time I was actually diagnosed. They just kept sending me home telling her there's nothing wrong with me. So it just, it just, I would see, I mean, that's just me. I'm a guess. I mean, I was walking at eight months old. I just do things, you know, I don't think about it. I just do it, Mm. I guess. Well, I think too, um, I mean, I felt okay at home, but like once I got out into the community, I mean, it's not like a lot of people are, are like mean and they, I mean, well, some of them are, but most of them are, are asking, or they don't have the knowledge. Like they see you with a cane and they're like, you know, oh, you know, they, they, they get a stigma or they have, they have false false pretenses about what you know who you are what you're doing and and you know oh or, you know they, what you're you they know what jump I mean? to conclusions and do silly things like grab our canes because they jump to the conclusion that we must need help right so, so it was good like that we that I had at least the you know that at home you know to where you know I I know that that I when I at home I pretended like I could see a lot better than than I, than I really could. Like I wanted to, I, I wanted to be like everyone else. And then, um, when it came down to it as an adult, you know, going out in the world, trying to fake everyone out, it wasn't really working. Um, and so, you know, actually Kayla's the one that, that, you know, told me, you know, you should start using a cane and, um, you know, and it's actually, 
been so much easier for me to go out because I, I used to be so fearful of like, what are people going to, you know, people are going to look at me or stare at me or whatever. It's like, now I'm just like, oh, I can, you know, walk and I don't have to look down and I don't have to pretend because what do you think a sighted person is going to think of you looking down and trying to figure out where you're going or tripping over something as opposed to using your money and doing your best to try? You probably you know. prefer that they're staring at you in awe of how competent and capable you are with your cane instead of them staring at you because you're falling down and you're scared and can barely go anywhere. Right? Well, yeah. And some people, like, hopefully that's what they're doing is looking at you in awe. But I know some people, you know, they still have that, like, I don't believe in blind people perception of everything. And, you well, know, we're just proving them wrong. <laughs> whether or not they believe in us <laughs> yeah and honestly I was kind of the same way I I pretended I could see until I had my daughter and I was doing stuff on my own with her I'm like oh I better start using a cane so my daughter's safe so people can know I can't see very well but up until then I worked I did everything I never used a cane until yeah until I was like 26, 27 years old. And like I said, I was diagnosed when I was 10 months old and I didn't use a cane until it was not my safety in question anymore. So I, do you ladies feel like your canes gave you more freedom and independence than you had before you started using canes? I feel like it gave like me confidence. Oh, sorry, Kayla. Go ahead. Oh, I feel like it gave me confidence because then I, at first I didn't like it still. Um, it felt awkward. It I didn't like it either. No. Um, I just, I, I didn't feel like it helped a lot, but it was good for my daughter. Now I'm to the point, I don't like to leave home. I get anxiety if I don't have it with me. <laughs> and um, it's much easier when you have a cane in the bathroom when you're going in alone um, to try to find, you know, so, oh, this stall's open. Rather than me blindly feeling my way down, trying to find an open stall and then realizing they're all full or, you know, um, it, it actually took a lot of the awkwardness that I didn't realize I was putting on right. myself away. I know what you're talking about. That's how I felt too. I'm like, wow, because like, as you get older, and you're like, I mean, I, I've seen sighted people, you know, go in and ask somebody, hey, you know, where's this thing or whatever. But if it's like right in front of you and they're like, um, it's right there. And you don't yeah. have pain with you and you're just like, oh, you, you know, it's, it, it makes it really awkward. And so that's why I'm like, I'm a cane, you know, can't, can't see, you know, sorry. <laughs> So. But I still had that happen one day. Um, I had my cane and I was at Target and I was looking for something in the pharmacy. And the pharmacist is like, it's right in front of you. I'm like, well, is there any way you could come over here and tell me which wow. one it is? Because I can't see. And I had my cane and, you know, I like pointed to my cane. It was like, oh, oh, like even when once I pointed to my cane, like I'm blind, he still right. didn't get it. And I'm like, oh my gosh you work in the health, the medical field, and you still don't know what a white cane is. Come on, you know? So I think that it's just other people just, I don't know how people can be, I don't know, go through like medical school and stuff like that. Do they not have any sort of disability training in 
the medical field, it seems like that would be like at least hit on on one day, you know, the, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you even have to go to medical school to know what a white cane is. My understanding is that when they teach you driver's ed, they teach you what a white cane is. So oh, I don't, I don't even know that. So. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> my gosh sorry well i mean i that that piece of information is just very scary because of all the people that are so patient patient all the people that it just are so like ignorant to it i guess and and not and i was that, trying to find a nicer way to say that i know i know i know either <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> but i haven't taken a driver's ed test so i did not know that i didn't either so well so i i'm the oldest of four girls and all three of my little sisters took driver's ed and then i have two sons and and my my stepkids so both my stepkids took driver's ed and my oldest son um was about to take driver's ed when i last before my husband and i separated so so i've done a lot of the I've gone through the pamp or the driver's ed manual a couple of times with sisters and kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, it's in there all the time. The question of you know blind people with their white canes. They they they're taught what a white cane is because they they have to know that people with white canes are blind so that they know like to stop them. Yeah. 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 And that um that most often that people with the white cane have the right of way. Oh yeah. So that is one thing I did know, but I still don't trust people. Pedestrians <laughs> are always supposed to have the right away. So, but yeah, white people with white canes in particular. So, so um, I was curious when I went to the eye doctor this week. They um, we had to wear masks. Um, they had us use hand sanitizer as soon as we walked in the door, and they took our temperature. Um, with the laser, which was really cool because I'm like, okay, I didn't, he's like, I need to take your temperature. And I thought like something would touch my forehead or something. You know what I mean? I thought there'd be some touch, yeah. but um, it was just a laser that took my temperature, which was pretty cool. I was wondering when you went to the salon, did they take any precautions like that? Where oh, they, they said, they said it was required that you wear masks and it was suggested that you wear gloves, but they didn't check your temperature. And so I had my mask on. And the thing is, so part of your treatments um, are done on your face. So that yeah. was another thing. You you had to wear your mask unless it was interfering with what you were having done. So most of the time I had my mask on, but part of the time I didn't have it on because like I had my face waxed. Yeah. And then there were times when she was doing my hair when she'd have me take my mask off and hang it from one ear or vice versa, you know, so. But I felt very comfortable in the salon and everybody seemed to. It was so nice being, getting the care. And I'm glad I found a salon where I can get everything done instead of having to go to multiple places like I used to. Yeah. Did you have to What did you say? Um, I was asking if it was close to where you lived. Um, it's quite a bit. So I used to go to, there were a couple different nail salons I used to go to. I used to go to a place called Nails Around the World, which is quite a ways away. And I used to go to DL Nails, which was quite a ways away also. But I used to get my hair done exclusively at Penny's Salon. I used to use Penny's in Missoula when I lived there. I used Penny's when I lived in Minneapolis. And I used Penny's here for my hair. So 
this was really weird for me getting my hair done at a nail salon. Mm -hmm. um, but, and then of course the, the conditions for the new um, quarantine or the new virus restrictions also made it interesting, the whole mask thing, but we were able to make it all work out. Um, and everybody at the salon seemed to be very happy to be there. The, the, the um, women who were working as well as the customers. I think everybody's happy to be back. Yeah. Did you have to make an appointment? Um, so I, um, I did have to make an appointment. Now, like I said, what I used to do is I would just call the nail salon and I'd make an appointment and I'd make an appointment to get everything waxed and get a pedi and a mani. Well, what I did was I just called this salon and I actually left a message. This is when stuff was first starting to open up and I really didn't know if I'd hear back, but thankfully the manager called me back and she's like, Hey, she said, I'm just the manager of the salon. She's like, you got to call this girl to get your petty and this girl to get your waxing and this girl for that, you know? And so I actually had to call all three of the ladies, but they kind of made it easy because like two of them kind of talked to each other and found out when they would both be there. So I kind of just had to let the other girl know when I was going to be at the salon. You know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it worked out really well. And I got to meet like, so there was the manager. She's actually the one that did my hair. And then the girl that did my waxing. And then the girl that did my petty and my mani. And so I met three really nice ladies. And this is my new salon. This is where I'm going to be getting everything done in the future, you know, um, because it's very convenient. And I don't know. Anyway, um, it was great. So are we allowed to say the name of the salon on the show? What, what salon? I'm just curious. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that. Um, That's yeah, because it's a new salon for me. Ooh. Oh, it's something ravishing, I think. Um, what is it? Let me think. Ravishing. Simply Ravishing is what it's called. Okay. Um, is the name of the salon. Is it but in Mesa? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in Mesa. I think they've got several locations around. But yeah, it's the Simply Ravishing salon that I found. And it's a really cool place. Like I said, <laughs> the manager is really cool. And like I told her when I first, like I left the message and I didn't even know if I'd get a call back. So when she called me back, I told her, I said, look, I'm blind. I really need to get in for Da, 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 da. And I told her all the services I needed. And that's when she's like, well, you got to call these girls and blah, blah, blah. But she really understood what my needs were. And she, you know, she, I asked her, I said, could you please send me their contacts? So I've got them. Cause she's like, well, can you write this down? You know, but she really worked with me and, and gave me the information I needed in an accessible format. So I was able to call the girls, you know, and it all worked out really well. And I liked my new salon and my new, um, um, I don't know if you call them all, they're not all hairdressers, but consultants or practitioners or whatever you want to call them, you know. So Megan, have you been out much since uh, the restrictions have released a little? Let well, as far as working, we have been starting, thank goodness, um, to start working more. Um, I've noticed that the, you know, the city buildings are getting, um, you know, slowly but surely um, getting more people in them, um, random, but, but it's, you know, I have a good feeling at least, you know, for right now, um, it's very interesting to see the patterns of like, you know, what's, what's being done now, like the new, as far as, you know, the new way of life, I guess you could say. Um, 
so um, more traffic. Uh, the the pools are opening, but it's it's going to be different. Uh, parents are going to be leaving their kids, you know, more um, the, like the older kids. I don't know about the younger kids, but I, you know, that'll be different. Um, so they can swim and and um, so it it'll be interesting to see the the patterns of where people will start to congregate now again and um, and the things that they're doing. So so yeah, I've been out there. My um, kids' gymnastics is reopening on the first, so um, they'll start going to gymnastics again. They're super excited, but there's no parents allowed in the building. Um, basically, the way it's going to work is they're going to take your kids' temperature as they walk. Well, instead of signing them in first, we, they're giving us little, like, it sounds like they're the little tags kind of that you use at like fries for your VIP card or whatever. And you scan them to log your kids in now, and then they'll take their temperature and then they um, will have the kids all hand sanitize. The coaches aren't allowed to like touch or um, I guess that's the part that kind of scares me is they're not allowed to like support the kids as much as they used to be able to for coaching. Um, and then the, but the coaches will all have like spray bottles and towels to wipe everything down in between each kid. They spread out the, um, like each, um, station, they spread them all out. So they're further away and they, um, they're going to use the noodles to help keep social distancing for the kiddos. And then at the end, we go to the back of the building and they'll walkie talkie our kids out and they'll jump in our car and we'll leave so it sounds like it's going to be a little different just a little bit yeah but they're excited how long, how long is the gymnastics class like it's 20, an hour an hour yep twice a week an hour and both of them go so mm -hmm. they enjoy it they like it a lot they're It'll really like to get out and do again I mean I'm sure kids are just like going crazy right now being cooped up and you know yeah well we've been taking them swimming <laughs> so True. but other than that is I mean we've gotten together a little bit in small groups we went to Sunday dinner for the first time last week in 10 weeks and so that was fun mm -hmm. um but we really haven't been doing a whole lot. And when we do go, like we went to Target, we all wore masks and I got a new lamp. That's really cool and cute in my living room. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'll just make my house even better. <laughs> yeah, I just got some new light bulbs. I have to put them up like um, in a high vaulted ceiling though. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, I need to borrow a ladder. And I, I'm like, I'm kind you of need wondering. an extension ladder, Meg. I know. Yeah. So you can get one of those at like Home Depot or a place like that. But yeah, you also need someone to climb up on it. How are you on ladders? Um, I feel like I could do it. I just, um, for right now, I'm probably going to borrow a ladder, but that's actually a good idea. I should like invest in my own. Um, but I did get these light bulbs that say that they are supposed to last for like 15 years. And as long as they're the right kind of fitting light bulbs, they're supposed to last for 15 years. See how that mm -hmm. goes. So, but I'm still going to need one. In, you know, I, I, everyone should have a good ladder. 
I yeah. I just got myself a new grill that I, I I will talk about with you guys uh if we have some time. I'm excited about it. Oh, you got a new grill? Accessible for the blind. You got one accessible. My girl's pretty cool too. How what? I was gonna say the accessible for the blind with zero experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So I don't know if we wanted to get off that subject or um, um well as what? far as the, the, the barbecuing subject as a blind person, you know what? When I went to Savvy, I was told that blind people can barbecue, but I never was taught how to barbecue. But, you know, I got this big grill just before the quarantine hit, and my boyfriend, like, after he put it together, I, he let me look at it, and, like, I opened it all up. I think I could cook on it. I think you're right, Meg. I think they're blind accessible, dude. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Are, is yours propane? Um, uh, no, it's, uh, what is it, a pellet grill? So, oh. like... You, you buy the flavored pellets and we put mm -hmm. them in there and it's actually smoke it's more of a smoker i so know what you're talking about you put the meat inside and it smokes it and it's so good yeah a lot of the uh, a lot of my blind friends that i asked about that are telling me that they got smokers and i'm like i don't know if i could you know handle that as you know you know just me grilling like I, you know i need to see if i even will grill you know first of all and i wanted to kind of get the hang of like you know flipping things a little bit on a grill kind of get myself used to it so um but i think that's really cool and that's probably one of the next things that or you know like within the next couple of years that i would look into if i find that i'm grilling quite a lot well, but so oh here's the thing about the grill um, Meg, and at least about the smoker, and I think barbecue grills, I mean, it's been a long time since I had a barbecue grill. I never did learn how to cook on it, but I, I really studied my grill here that I bought. One of these days, I'm going to try to cook on it myself. And it doesn't look like you have to flip the meat. You put it in there on a rack, right? Like, the, it's like a rack in the oven. So you could probably choose to put a, a rack from your kitchen into the smoker, you know, on the rack, or you can just put like my boyfriend, he just lays the, puts the links in there or the pork chops or the steaks or chicken breasts or whatever. You just lay it on the rack, close the door, set it to the temperature you want it cooked to and walk away. There's no flipping involved because it's like surrounded by, it's like encased, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think you do. I mean, I've seen where you have to, you, I think you do have to flip it. I mean, is, is he, I hate to ask, I mean, is your boyfriend sighted? He is sighted, yeah. Okay. But like, like, so he, but he just puts the meat in there and like, so our grill, maybe I have a fancy, well, it's not a, a really fancy grill, but the smoker thing goes around. So it evenly cooks. You know, you literally just put the meat in there. You don't have to flip it and stuff. Okay. I mean, I, I just, I don't know that much about him. So that, that's really cool to know. And I, so um, you were saying that some of your friends had smokers and they really liked them. And maybe that's why I never ha did look at barbecue grills when I used to be with my husband and we used barbecue grills, but I know the smoker, like you literally don't have to flip anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'm, yeah, I could. And, and I know that they have the, the, uh, the temperature gauge on it, which is really nice, and it's electric. Mm -hmm. And um, 
actually, when I was at the barbecue store talking to a salesman about them, um, they're coming out with a new one um, that's like twice the price. So mm -hmm. if you're getting, you know, the one that they have now that like they're, you know, not going to be using or, you know, not going to be selling anymore, it's like half the price. And, it, and it's like amazing. I, um, but like I said, I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I will actually, you know, feel comfortable in doing it. Um, I don't, you know, I just don't want to get something like that just for me. So I'm just mm -hmm. like, mm, I want to see. Oh, what else yeah. I, I, I know I would not have felt comfortable getting the grill had my boyfriend, was he not already living here? You know what I mean? I totally yeah. got the grill planning on him cooking on it. But once right. I got it and he put it See, together and I looked at it, I thought, hey, I think I could probably cook on this. So one of these this days. Is so cool. You're like, here, I'll get the grill. You just cook on it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I love it. And he loves cooking on it. So. That's so cool. That um that is really cool. I don't know how comfortable I would be um cooking on a regular grill as well. Um I know that like I have an air fryer and this is I've had three different ones. Um and I have one I won't even touch because I'm like, nope, that does that just is not gonna work for me. And when my old air fryer died. Um, the one I was actually able to use pretty well. I did a lot of research and I got one that opens like an oven. It doesn't have a drawer and I, I love it. I cook it. I use that more than my oven. It was actually funny because um, last night I went to put something in the oven and I preheated it and I realized my pizza stone was still in there from a week ago. I hadn't used my oven oh, in a week. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your pizza stone? costs so much more, huh? Did you say your pizza stone? Yeah, because we made pizzas. We make pizza. We make pizza as a family, like once a month. Do you have a special like stoneware pan or tray that you make your pizza on? Is that what you're saying? So I put a. I make the pizza on a regular pizza pan, but then I cook it. I I put the pan on the stone because I can't get the pizza off the stone in the oven. So I just put my pan on the stone, and that gives it enough. Oh. I also cook it at 550 degrees mm -hmm. um, and that's only because that's as high as my oven goes I do it higher if it went higher oh. but um, <laughs> having the pan directly on the stone helps crisp up the bottom of the pizza a little bit mm -hmm. and so um, yeah that's it, it's so good oh my gosh my oh. kids it's, I've almost ruined my kids though because there's like very few pizza places that they will eat from. Megan will attest to that. Um, they've stayed overnight and she'll order pizza and they're like, I don't like this pizza. And then I feel really bad, but um, they're used okay. to making their own. So yeah. it's all good. They're home cooked meals. I'm more like, get out of the They're a little bit snobby. No, it's, I mean, I just, uh, it's it's all but good. As a kid, I didn't, you know, I wouldn't have been like, oh, pizza, no, thank you. Um, it's you know, I'm like, it's pizza, you eat it, that's it, the end. They're good kids. I love them, so it's all good. We we find things that they'll eat. They're good. Yeah. No worries, mom. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so anyway, um. 
I, I was, you know, really excited. I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about how I feel about getting together in small groups right about now in groups. And so I have, um, you know, because I do not want to be scared to live my life. And I understand that there's things going on and I, I am taking it very seriously. Um, however, since we are starting to open up, um, I feel that, you know, me getting together in small groups in a setting that I know um, is fine um, if I trust the people. And so um, I set this rule for myself that I will be around 10 people or less uh, until further notice. <laughs> and it's just something that I'm doing, you know, to protect my community and protect my friends and the people around me. Not that I think anyone of us, you know, I'm not gonna sit there and stress over, oh my gosh, you know, is somebody sick? You know, you know, I just want to make sure that I, you know, know the risks and that I'm in a place that I feel comfortable and that my friends are in a place that they feel comfortable and that we have plenty of wipes. And um, so we're, we're starting to do that. And it, it's been really nice. It has been. Um, the kids and my husband and I went over to Megan's and went swimming and it was it's just so nice to see people again, <laughs> even in those small groups, like just, you know, like I said, I went to Sunday dinner and saw family and there was 10 of us and, um, and that was the most I've been around. And, you know, like I said, 10 weeks since we'd uh, gotten together with the family. And so that was kind of nice, but, um, it's really nice to be able to go over because Megan only lives like a mile from me. So it's nice to be able to go over there and visit with her. And we actually rode our bikes over there um, one day. So that was really fun. And then um, and just getting the kids out has been a tremendous help um, just in their well-being and everything. So, but. Isn't it crazy the situation with the schools it is um i'm kind of i don't know what they're gonna do in when it comes august they they just they don't know what they're gonna do. um i got an email from the school district they're basically it said they're looking into options um i don't know if they're gonna work on getting a better program put together if they are staying home or if they're going to stagger start times like the CDC recommends or which that kind of worries me because right my, now the way it is like elementary school starts at one time junior high starts at another and high school starts at another so the buses are able to go to all three so um if they're staggering start times and stuff like that that kind of worries me about transportation for them because we live too far for me to get them to school. Like, you know, I'd have to Uber or Lyft them to school every day. If oh my God. Is an issue. Oh my God, Kayla, I appreciate your situation. Like that is so key that a lot of people are dealing with right now. But what I was talking about was not just how we're going to get our elementary children to and from school. I'm talking about how this is affecting all age groups from from preschool to high school to college to to uh these all these um all these schools that people go to you know beyond high school like, like, like uh, specific training everybody yeah. 
and yeah for an entire an entire generation for everybody to be affected it just blows my mind the magnitude you know what i mean yeah and so for all of them to figure out how they're going to catch up when everybody lost so much you know what i mean yeah and so like arizona they're just pushing everyone forward to the next grade um I think I mentioned it last week. I have my kids in summer school because I feel like they've lost so much. I mean, they they were out nine weeks this year, but last year when the school went on strike, they missed an additional three weeks of school. I mean, they've lost a lot. That's 12 weeks in two years of mm -hmm. education they've lost out on. Yeah. And so, um, I did enroll them in summer school. It's all online. Um, it just, it seems like pretty close to what we were already doing um, mm -hmm. with the school the last night or, you know, they were doing it for about six weeks with the school. Um, but it's just, it's very, um, it's very limited education. You know, it's not, I don't know. It, it kind of scares me for the future. <laughs> if this is what education is going to be. So I'm hoping that they have, they get more because of the situation, they get a lot more um, things put in place so that online schooling could actually be an education, not mm -hmm. just a band-aid. Yeah. Not just a filler. Yeah. And I feel that because I know they're trying, mm -hmm. but I feel like that's all it is. It's like a little filler trying to like, Mm. you know appease the parents they're doing something yeah and that's what i'm worried about i'm worried that our children of all ages are going to be shortchanged. you know what i mean because like i said this is impacting all different age groups all different types of schooling you know what i mean like what about the people who were going to be graduating from universities this spring and were going on to great careers and companies that are now folding or whatever you know what i mean these these are things their entire lives have they've been working for years to for these you know planning their entire lives around this stuff and yeah. to have the whole world just everybody's plans be set aside and everybody's routes in life rerouted it just it blows my mind you know that's crazy guys um i was watching the news this morning and they were that's the first a little bit I watched. I was gonna try to catch up on stuff before the um, show today, but um, they were talking about how companies and alongside um, like human resources need to start doing a wellness, um, having someone in charge of wellness and giving information and stuff like that for like mental health and stuff like that for people who are going through this transition because it is it's the world has changed. There's no um, getting around that. So you either you go with the flow or you can try to run upstream, but um, without a paddle. About how they need to teach a lot of people like mindfulness and um, things like that alongside just to keep people healthy in this new way and how to cope in that it's okay to be not be okay essentially and it's okay to say you're not okay um and i think that is really important because from a day-to-day -day thing we're just like oh no this is just what we do this is you know and all those things are now 
different. The way we do pretty much everything is different than it was three, three months ago. So I thought that was really interesting. They brought that up and I agreed. And so, yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty cool that, um, that this horrific thing that happened to the world may actually bring a turn in the way people, you know, um, that the way they are expected to act and the way that um, we are able to be more open with one another. And I think that that's really, really important when people are starting to go back into the community and they don't feel safe doing something that it is okay to speak up and, you know, be true to themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. and we just all need to learn to respect each other, no matter what our beliefs are and what their beliefs are and how they want to come back into the world is we really just need to treat one another with kindness. And it's okay if we're not all doing the same thing mm -hmm. in the same ways. So sorry. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I think that through this experience of this virus and this quarantine and everything that's happened, I think I've learned to enjoy my loved ones a lot, to appreciate my loved ones a lot more and to appreciate peace and quiet because there's so much noise out there in the world. You know, there's so much chaos and stuff. So I really have come to appreciate my serenity and in us. I agree. And like I said before, I'm just, we're home all the time anyways. I love being home. Um, I could take, I, I don't like large social gatherings. 10 people are less. That is my jam. I'm totally, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is doing me right now. <laughs> Staying home, spending time with their family. I've, we've played so many board games. Um, later today, we got a new Uno game. Later today, we were going to sit down and I was going to braille them so we could play Uno Minecraft edition. Not sure what that is, yet, but we played the game of life regular. We played the game of life with pets. You know, we've watched so many movies like from my childhood with the kids. Um, so I've really, really been enjoying this time with them. They're still, you know, they're at that age where they're kind of like, eh, I don't really need you anymore, but I still kind of, my son is, my daughter's like, whatever, I don't need you at all, I got it all. Just please do my laundry still, without the please. No. <laughs> so I've really, I've really taken this time to spend with them because um, I'm grateful I got it, to be honest, because someday they're gonna be with their kids, their family doing their own thing, and I will at least have made bonded with them during this. And hopefully that will, you know, give them some stuff that they want to do with their kids rather than just sit and play electronics all day or what it, you know. So I've tried to embrace it because like I said, I can either fight it and be upset about it and be miserable, or I could just be like, this is just the new way of life. Um, and find the positives in it. And that's really what we've been trying to do. And I've been trying to help the kids like, okay, what is your favorite parts of this? Um, trying to find the, the, the positives rather than the negatives. So, and Amazon is awesome because we get all kinds of new stuff all the time. <laughs> so um, that, that helps. Like I'll order 
and it's not even expensive stuff. Like I'll order, we, we ordered these rings that you put in the pool and then you can swim through them and make obstacle courses. Oh, cool. So, yeah, super cool. So when I do it though, we play a different way as you have to get the ring around mom as she swims by rather than me trying to find the ring to go through it. Uh -huh. So it was so fun though. That sounds great. It sounds like something I should get for my kids um, to play in the pool when they come back. Because yeah, I just got it on Amazon, and it's really, really cool. They so have these. They have these little like pressure packs on them that you like. There's like a little button on it, and you squeeze it a couple times, and air inflates the little fish at the top of the ring, so uh -huh. that they can float at different levels, so they can be deeper and or more towards the top of the water. So they're really cool. What did you say the toy is called on Amazon? Um, they are, um, they're these plastic swim through rings. I'm not exactly sure what they're called. I can look it up though, cause I got them on Amazon. But um, it's a set of three rings. It was 20 bucks um, and they'll, they'll use them all summer. So mm, it was so definitely worth it. It was, it, we had a blast. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, see, um, I wasn't here yesterday. They came over <laughs> swimming too, which was great because, like, you know, it's easy for them to come over and then they can, you know, have a pool to swim in. And I love coming home to like people, so it's kind of nice. Oh, that, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we we need to get together and and uh, get some steaks going on the on the barbecue, Becca, and you know and. So do you guys want to come over to my place and grill or do we want to come over to your place and grill, Meg? Either uh, one. We'll, we'll figure it out, you know. We'll, um, we'll see what the plans are. Sorry, I'm bouncing all around. <laughs> With myself. But anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. I'm excited. Maybe we'll have Brandon um, shoot some footage of the pool slash barbecue party and we can oh. maybe add the clips to some of our blind view episodes for people well and you know that's some of the things that i kind of want to do to like you know with cooking um you know grilling because i know that i'm nervous about it and you know in my own even workplace it's like um when i you know if i ask somebody to do something i want to be able to do it too you know so you know being able to say oh i'm a blind person who's independent and can do all these things well you know not being able to grill it's something that i really want to work on it's something uh that i want to focus my attention on and hopefully i'll i'll be into it and i think that with a foreman you know starting out with that it's going to be a lot easier um to feel you know get used to the feel of the heat and um i mean because i mean it can't be rocket science guys do it right right <laughs> i love you Meg. <laughs> like I said, I looked at my girl and I felt that thing up and down, and I was like a child molester or a, what is that? A <laughs> with my girl, right? I feel like, <laughs> and, my, and, and like I was like, oh yeah, I could cook on this because literally you just put the meat inside it, and you, of course, I would have to um, probably put a dot on the temperature temperature gauge because I think it's just a spinner thing. It is. You know, the clicking noise if you're if it's the one that that i'm thinking of the traeger that you're talking mm -hmm. about does that sound yeah. familiar 
Um, I don't know, but what I'm saying is I'm really sure, like after looking at this girl, I'm really sure I can cook on it. You know what I mean? I'm not intimidated at all. That's cool. We're talking about us doing a video where we're learning to use our grills. Let's do it. Is that Let's do it, girls. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I still have to put mine together. It looked really complicated, but um, YouTube had a video um, of someone doing it, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't need any screwdrivers or anything. Not that it would have been a problem, but um, you know, with little different arrows and things, that that does kind of become a little uh, difficult when you're trying to put something in, unless you're feeling it around to snap it in. But it looked very um, simple. And she didn't really need any tools. She was just snapping stuff in and, um, you know, went from like the bottom to the actual grill. So um, Kayla's husband will probably be happy about that because usually I ask him like, can you clean up my hot tub or can you? Yeah. Like, uh, you have to do your honeydew jobs. Yeah, well, I do, and I mean, I feel bad because Kayla's like, I'm like, I'm using your husband. I'm sorry. But um, okay, I, I use it too. <laughs> <laughs> like I try to like make it up to you guys. Like you do, you let us use your pool, and it works out. It always works out, and like, like I, we don't keep they score. Never it know. doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But Megan got a cool new blender and food processor this weekend too. That was that was fun. Oh my gosh! So do we all know that I didn't know this that electronics or the uh, appliances go on sale during holidays oh really the, i mean didn't you didn't you feel yeah. that way i mean yeah i got some good deals so yeah we'll have to have a barbecue and food process up some veggies and, and mm -hmm. steam them up on the barbie and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah barbie. Get it. make some drinks in the blender yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, do you girls drink margaritas? Do I do, but I prefer daiquiris because me and tequila just we don't have a very good relationship. <laughs> I love daiquiris. Daiquiris are good. I also like Smirnoff, dude. Oh, yes. me too. Oh my gosh, they have this um strawberry rose flavor of the Smirnoff. Vodka? Oh my gosh, it's so good with some Sprite. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> I never tried that. Yeah. I really um enjoyed the my first um use of the blender. We made mudslides um with the, the pre-mixed mudslides, and I really enjoyed that. Like um Is I that just a dessert I, or an alcoholic beverage. It's an alcoholic beverage. Oh. It was good. It was nice to have by the pool. It was a nice summer, um, kind of a lighter kind of drink. And um, what's in so it? It's it was just a premix. Um, I believe oh. it's rum that's in there, but it's more like a, it tastes to me like a caramely flavor. Almost. I love Kahlua, so it's kind of like that. Kayla, what would you say? I think so. I think it is. The ones we did were the coffee ones. Oh my gosh, so we did something so amazing. So, um, oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, it was a coffee um, drink with that had alcohol and it was pre-mixed, but it was a, um, like a, um, a, what do you call it? 
it was it one of those cans that like when you open it it the uh the i don't think it's co2 is it yes it's 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 co2 but i can't exactly um i can't exactly think of how they how they say that they do it but um it, so we mixed that together and it, it made it very frothy so it was like a very high it, it felt like a very high-end kind of drink that you didn't hardly have to spend any money on it was just something refreshing um to have by the pool um and it, it was very nice very they were very supposed like pre-made coffee um martinis but instead of using them as a martini we put them in the blender with ice and made slushies out of them and they were amazing <laughs> yeah they were very good so for a, a nice like summer drink you know if you want to do something like that it's it's a good little recipe we should put that up there nitro nitro it's a nitro That's drink. A, yes nitro yeah is nitro so. the name brand no, that it's nitro. It has nitric oxide. Oh, nit so when you oh. open, it foams your coffee and everything for you. Oh, okay. They make them non-alcoholic, also. The same type of thing, but these ones had I I don't I don't know what kind of alcohol. It's it was. Like, it's like, um, you can is that like Walmart or? Price at the grocery store. Okay. But I don't know if they they might have them at Walmart, but we bought them just at Fry's at the grocery store. Super good. It it worked out good. But anyway, yeah, it was, it's good. Good little summer drink. Um, some one of the things that I want to do on my uh, new grill, my zero experience grill, is um, make skewers. I want to do like chicken and pineapple skewers mm -hmm. and try things like that. Like I, shish kebabs. Yes. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. And I think that would be actually pretty easy because um, everything's kind of stuck together. So to turn it, you just kind of roll the, the skewer on each end. So nice. it might be a good thing to kind of start with. I'm not the sure. Kids, the kids might even actually um, be able to cook their own if they would eat them. They're, I don't know if they would eat them. It's, but... like, it's like a healthy s'more. <laughs> just joking. <Yeah. laughs> no doubt. Like make your own food. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, this is why I'm not a mom. <laughs> oh, there's some sharp mom. skewers. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're at it, go shuck some corn and here's some corn um, holders. Poke your eyes out. Okay, we can handle the thing is, I started letting my kids um, use knives and stuff before my husband was comfortable with it. <laughs> but, I thought you were going to say you would let them use them I, before your husband used them. That's okay. No, he, he used them. He just wasn't as comfortable with them using them as I was because I know I, I sat there and I told them, this is the way you use it. This, you know, keep your fingers out of this. I gave them the tips I use as a blind person to mm. keep themselves safe. So I felt uh, very confident with my kids using sharper knives at like eight or nine, um. where my husband's like, are you sure they're okay? You know, he felt more worried about it, but they've been very safe with them. Um, but you know, just because I'm like, you know, hold it this way. So your fingers are completely out of the way. And so I think that helped a lot of them just learning how to do it the way I do 
unseeing and that you know made me feel a lot more comfortable knowing that hey they they have the skills to be safe mm-hmm. so but yeah yeah it's all about what you teach them i guess i think you know yeah. that's a good point like i was trying to think about that um but i feel like kids um that have parents that are blind um, have they're more able to communicate it seems like they like they're more observant so and it's not like you know they're doing it like as a they're doing it because they know you know because they're being asked sometimes like hey you know can you find this for me or can you you, you know like they're more like a helper which or you know they're they're kind of not expected to do it, but they're just there, so they do it. I don't know what you think about that, kid. Like, because I'm not a parent. I, but I think I do. I do feel like they are helpful, and I've been told by almost every single teacher of my of both of my kids that they have a very good attention to detail, and I think that's one of the reasons they both got art awards is um, because I'll ask them questions. I'm like, oh what does it look like? What color is that? What color is the flower? What, you know, like when we're walking around, they'll be like, oh, that's a pretty flower. Well, what color is it? What kind of flower is it? And I ask them a lot of questions so that um, their communication skills are very high, it seems like. And um, I feel like they just pay attention. I don't want to say that. Well, to detail a little bit better, I guess, than some other kids where it's not as important because it's just there. It's just a flower over there that the mom could see too. So it wasn't really necessarily worth noting the color or the type or, you know, things like that. So I ask a lot of detail and um, we also will go like on walks and stuff. And my daughter does descriptive audio when we're walking, which is hilarious and it entertains all of us. But then I also get to see, you know, I didn't know there was someone over there loading groceries into their car. Now I know that, you know, and then I can kind of have a more of a picture in my mind of my surroundings, which makes it a lot more fun for all of us. Honestly, we're all interacting a lot more than if we're just walking in our own world. So I find it, I, I love it. I think it's really, really cool. And I think that it will serve them well in their life later. It also gives them um, a different look on life. Like people with disabilities, they're not gonna be afraid to go up and talk to them. And I've noticed that with my son is he's, um, he'll talk to anybody, um, <laughs> which is not necessarily a good thing, but <laughs> all the time. But, um, I feel like they don't judge people because they've been around a lot of different people. They've been around people with not just blindness, but all kinds of different disabilities and stuff. So I think it's really cool that they get that opportunity that a lot of people don't. So they won't be the kid in the grocery store being like, oh, I've never met a blind before. So. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it's really cool this opportunity they get to have because of it and I honestly I don't feel like because like this I don't feel like they miss out on a lot in life either so So. another thing that our children have had that most children haven't had is that what they get at the NFB conventions you know what I mean 
I think that's kind of a cool experience for the kids. I know my two sons always enjoyed the NFB conventions that we'd go to. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, Kayla, if you and your husband have gone to a national NFB convention and taken your children, but it's so much fun for the kids. And so like my kids are both sighted, right? But mm-hmm. at the NFB convention, they would like, I would take them to the childcare place, you know what I mean? And they would interact with blind children, you know, because like a lot of the, of course, there were blind parents there and they dropped their kids off in the daycare and a lot of the kids were sighted with blind parents, but a lot of the kids were also blind. So my kids were playing with blind children, you know what I mean? And it was really fascinating watching my children getting the opportunity to play with blind children and learning how blind children played and, and stuff like that. And so I was really glad that my children got that opportunity where a lot of children don't. Yeah, that's really cool. I've actually never been to a national convention yet. Someday. I've been to two or three state conventions, but that's about it. Well, they, they had it in Vegas last year, and I know they're talking, last year when they had it in Vegas, they were talking about being in Vegas two years from then, so next year, hopefully, it'll be in Vegas again, and that's, like, within a fairly easy driving distance of here, and at that point, we'll probably drive down there. I might have Brandon or or Dee or my sister drive, so if you guys want a carpool, we could all go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun if they did it there again. I would like to try to make it. I can't remember why I couldn't go last year. I feel like there's something else going on at the same time that I just wasn't um, a possibility. Yeah, there were a few people that I talked to who just couldn't go because something else was going on. It was really unfortunate because it was a really good experience for a lot of people to go. And that's why I'm at the time they were talking about doing it in Vegas again in two years. So that's why I'm I'm thinking next year it'll probably be in Vegas. So. Yeah, I really hope it's somewhere on this side of the country that's easier for us to get to <laughs> that we yeah. can drive. That would be it. Would be really nice if they switched off every other year and doing it that way. Yeah. It seems a little more fair for everybody. But um, yeah, I would I would really like to go. Mm-hmm. So I like Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, my boyfriend was saying that we should take a road trip to Vegas, and I've been saying that for about a week now, because now that stuff is starting to open up, I really want to go to Vegas and just stay at a nice hotel for a few days and go out and eat at some nice restaurants and maybe do some shopping, you know, and maybe see people again, pretend that the world is coming back to life, which I think it is, you know. Um, I'm really dying to go participate, but I don't want to drive to Vegas and then find out nothing's open, so... Yeah, that would not be fun. <laughs> yeah, so my boyfriend and I, we've been talking about it, and I told him when he, when he said yesterday that we should go to Vegas, I said, yeah, let's see if if there's any hotels open, and maybe we can make reservations, because we can easily drive over. My sister can drive, so the three of us actually have been talking about going to Vegas. We've been talking about it for quite a bit during this quarantine. As soon as the quarantine is lifted, the three of us, we're going to make a trip to Vegas. That'll be fine. Yeah, it's only like a four and a half hour drive, five hours, so it's not even yeah. that bad. Um, and that's if you stop because we always stop in like stop at interesting places you know get out go to the bathroom walk around um I want to go to California I want to go to the beach (laughs) that's where I just so bad that I don't know if that's gonna happen this year um because like LA County still they said they're under a quarantine for or a stay-at-home order for another three months is what I heard last time for um so that kind of puts a damper on going to the beach. 
So I don't know exactly. Um, California is opening count. It's up to the counties more so of when they're opening. Um, my husband won't be going back to work until at least October right now. Okay. So what does your husband do again, Kayla? Um, he is a fraud investigator for PayPal. I don't know if I'm oh. wrong. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so he can do most of his job from home anyways. And that's awesome. He loves it. I mean, I make him coffee and breakfast every day and bring it to him at his desk. And um, <laughs> it, my son is really liking it because um, uh, he can, my husband, my son can be like, hey, dad, look at this real quick. You know, my husband can just look over the balcony and see Jonah down there like, with his toys or something on TV he thought was cute or cool or whatever. So I feel like um, that this time has really helped them bond as well because, mm -hmm. you know, I would have been home with the kids either way, mm -hmm. but for him to have this time with the kid um, that he really wouldn't have ever had is really cool. So. Great. Yep. So once he gets back in the office and he's allowed to take PTO again, he'll have a whole lot of hours saved up to take time off. <laughs> so that is the hard thing. Like he can't really get time off of work right now. So he's trying to get my son's birthday off and he's going to see if a supervisor can push it through. But right now they say they're saying But no. he's working from home, right? Yeah, oh. but still have to log into the computer and they monitor oh. like a certain quota of accounts oh. you have every hour and it's not like he can just be like okay I'm you know clock in and just leave right. um and, and he, he also can't set his hours he has to be logged on during specific hours uh, somewhat so he's going to work with a supervisor um and see I think that she'll help us out I mean he doesn't ask for much he's asking for a half a day off in a couple mm. weeks so um it's just right now um they're not approving any time off. Like he tried to get time off to go run down to the school and drop off instruments and library books and stuff like that. Um, so he couldn't get it off. So he just took, a, he just did it on his lunch and he had enough time. It just, we weren't sure how busy it was gonna be, but it went really quick. You just drove up, you handed it to him through the window and that was about it. So it was pretty simple, but. Yeah, so now I need to get my daughter a clarinet because we had to return the one to the school. Mm -hmm. So. So did you have to return the one to the school because the school's no longer going to be teaching band or? Well, school's out for the summer. So uh, Wednesday was their last day of classes. Right. Um, so it was the school's instrument. We were borrowing it from the school. So. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to call like Milano's music and stuff like that and see what they have and um, if they have like a rent to own program or something along those lines. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do yet, but she is signed up for band in junior high. So that's her elective is band. Cool. Yeah. So and then if she stays in band through eighth grade, they go, to, well, they used to, I don't know if they're going to do this, they used to go to Disneyland and they are. Yeah, Disneyland, and they would play um, their instruments at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So that might be another opportunity. There was a lot of stuff that they missed out on. Like my daughter didn't get to do a sixth grade science project. 
And I was just thinking we were watching a video and they're talking about that. And I'm like, oh, you didn't get to do that. That real, that, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that we did as a kid that they're going to miss out on or that she already missed out on. So, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious at how things are going to go forward here for education because I don't, you know, it's going to be different, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Hopefully the differences are, are an improvement. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, stuff is definitely changing, but I do see a lot of improvements. Um, yeah, I see people being more, like I said before, we all need to be kinder and nicer to each other. And I do see that out in the world. Um, I don't know. And people I are paying more attention maybe to detail. Maybe because I'm looking for that. <laughs> people are paying more attention to detail. Yeah. You know, not only detail in their environment around them, but details in their fellow man. You know, I mm -hmm. think people are starting to realize what they're saying to their friends and neighbors more and how it's making them feel, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I have, I know it's a pandemic and it, lots of, lots of people died, but I feel like it's what the world kind of needed. It's like a reboot almost for mm -hmm. everybody to be a little, you know. It's amazing yeah. you say that because I've been hearing a lot of people saying that. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people, it gave people the time to figure out what was important to them. And um, I think a lot of people, the things they used to think were important really are not as important as they thought it originally was. It was more of a social importance rather than a personal importance, I guess would be the way to put it. That makes sense. So. You know, um, speaking of learning stuff through all this, my boyfriend was telling me this morning that he realized through this he made some mistakes because he's been staying up all night and eating junk and all of that. Well, I've been going to bed and getting a good night's sleep and getting up every morning at four o'clock and eating my treadmill. <laughs> so here we are now, all these months later, and I'm doing great, and he's really sluggish and struggling. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been still I've been working out every day. I still try to eat somewhat healthy. I have noticed my my new my uh, diet is not as good as it used to be just because the kids are home and I'm eating whatever I'm cooking for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm eating more often just because I feel snacky because the food's there, you know, it's, you know, mm -hmm. I'm cooking, I might as well eat it. Where before when the kids weren't home, I would forget to eat lunch, you know, I wouldn't feel hungry. And so in some aspects, it's better that I am eating. And um, we're just trying to find more foods that are snacky, but healthy and stuff like that. We do a lot of like fruits and veggies and salads and stuff like that. So I like like granola and trail mix and um, pretzels and those sorts of snacks. Yeah, I love trail mix. I'll go to Costco and I'll just buy a bunch of bags of stuff and then I make my own trail mix. Mm -hmm. And that's always fun too, to pick out stuff. So we'll, the kids will get to, you know, pick out stuff to put in it and we'll make a huge container of it. And so, um, I've gotten them a lot more involved. Like they helped me clean the house this weekend. Jonah mopped and Jordan like did her part of sweeping. And so they've been helping out a lot more. Um, but 
yeah, Jonah really likes to mop. It's funny. He's like, can I mop? I'm like, yes. <laughs> great. Please do. So yep. um, I've seen that. I've noticed that, that since we've been home so much more, that they've actually taken pride in like, look, mom, I cleaned this up. Look how nice it looks. They're keeping their rooms more clean. Um, Jonah had all his guys everywhere. Um, and he had these big, he plays with Halo guys and he had these big battles. And then he cleaned it all up and put it all away before bed. And I was impressed. I'm like, I didn't even ask him to do that. He's just like, yeah, it's easier for you to walk through and tell me good night this way. And I'm like, sweet. So, I'm so uh, just thinking of you and yeah. your safety and your comfort. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're really good kids. Like, I'm impressed by them. Like, are you sure you're my kid? <laughs> oh, I have two great kids, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to brag, but they're really, they're very thoughtful. Um, and I feel like they're more thoughtful than I would have been at their age. I didn't, I want to clean my room up for someone else. I didn't even want to clean it up for me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, but they've taken initiative and they've taken pride in their home. I think that's a big part of it. Like they've just okay. taken pride in our house being nicer because that's what I asked for for Mother's Day. I was like, I want a clean house. That's all I want for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they clean the whole house and, um, and ever since then, they've kind of taken pride in having a cleaner home to be in. So it, it's really cool. Kayla, it was great visiting with you today. You too. Thanks for having us on again. Yeah, and we'll catch up next week. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. We hope you enjoyed our candid conversation today. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.